Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America located in Washington, D.C. provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish Podcast for independent minds. Hey gang, thanks so much for being here on this Tuesday and thank you to the 21,033 who voted yesterday at Smirkanish.com on the daily poll question. Will the NAACP travel advisor adversely impact the state of Florida? 56% and change said no. 44% said yes, rounding off. Uh, today's poll question, I guess, doesn't require a great deal of explanation, but Professor G, Scott Galloway, is in my on-deck circle, and I want you to hear from him before you answer the question. The question is, is it sound advice to tell graduates to follow their passion? After all, tis the commencement season. There's a piece that is posted at Smirconish.com today by Sapna Cherian and Therese Ann Mortejo. Dr. Cherian is a research psychologist who runs a lab at the University of Washington, and Ms. Mortejo is an undergraduate in that program. Actually, this is kind of interesting because another item posted at Smirconish.com today talks about those majors that pay the most, and I think that this subject matter is all related. The college majors that lead to top-paying jobs tend to be focused in so-called STEM fields, meaning science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. According to this new analysis, the top-paying majors aren't the most popular fields with students. So does it mean they're not in it for the money, or does it mean that STEM is tough and they don't have the requisite skills to pass the STEM curriculum? Because... The most popular fields are business administration, nursing, and psychology. I don't think you're becoming a nursing major. I don't think you're, you're pursuing a nursing major or a psychology major because you're, you want to earn a lot of money. Those grads can earn respectable incomes four years after college at about 58000 77000 and 43000 respectively. Even the much maligned English degree pulls in a larger number of students than computer science. Can I say that again? Even the much maligned English degree pulls in a much larger number of students than computer science, a field where grads earn more than double the typical 42,000 annual salary of Shakespeare aficionados. This all suggests that pursuing a top-earning major might not be perceived by students as a path to fulfillment or simply that many students don't have the technical skills to pursue computer science or engineering in college. If I look at the highest paying 
majors, the the the, uh, the majors that uh, generate four years after graduation the highest salaries. It's operations research, naval architecture, and marine engineering. What? Who knew? Is anyone here a marine biologist? Computer science, marine transportation, computer engineering, veterinary medicine, petroleum engineering, systems engineering, pharmacy, pharmaceutical sciences and administration, electrical, electronics, and communications engineering. Those are the top engineering. That those are the top paying college majors. Okay, the lowest now earning, and I'm I'm going to go from the the top of the bottom to the bottom of the bottom. Okay, music. Oh. Music. So unless you unless you're Beyonce, you're not making. I it. mean, that's pursuing your passion, right? Must be. Oh, I mean, yeah. to, to think of the adage and today's poll question. I mean, follow your passion. You love music. Okay, go pursue music. Thirty four thousand three hundred and forty three, as compared to operations research, one hundred and twelve thousand. Then you've got audiovisual communications technologies, allied health and medical assisting services, religion, alternative and complementary medicine. Teaching English or French as a second language, dance, drama, business operations, cosmetology coming in at the bottom at 16,000. That's a lot of passion. Comes back now to the graduation advice because in many a commencement address, TC, you know the advice is pursue your passion, whatever you're passionate about, go out and turn it into go in and turn it into a you know a profession. I'm the only one I know who actually did that. And it's not because anybody told me to. I caught a political bug in my senior year of high school because my father ran unsuccessfully for the state legislature. And I decided I loved this and then went off to law school and along the way started to be called on for uh, election commentary and figured out a way, you know, to put it all together and be someone who was an observer and commentator on politics, but not directly involved in it, yada, yada, yada. Here I am. Here you are. What's your story? I was a biology major, similar story, because my parents are both doctors, and therefore, what else would I be? And turns out I didn't like the science classes as much as I liked the idea of being a doctor. I wish I could have told myself then that being a doctor is different from taking science classes, uh, but uh, did not end up following through. Did, like, took my, you know, applied, took my MCATs, And then said, you know, this is just not for me. Just not for me. Were you pursuing your passion at that stage? I thought I was. Right. But it turned out that I, it's funny when you say Shakespeare, those are my favorite classes in college. My, the core classes that you could take that were outside your major. I liked better than all my other classes. Right. Now I'm going to do something for me. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. I took three Shakespeare classes from the same professor. She was absolutely incredible. And those remain my three favorite classes. Really? Yeah. Did you contemplate majoring in that? I, c- I couldn't at that point. It was too late, you mm. know. But but no, because you no, know. <laughs> a long, long story. Yeah, if I had it to do over again, I would have taken something as a minor. Uh, it probably would have been a um, like an art history. I'm not sure what I would do if I had it to do over. Again. I know that sounds ridiculous, no, but it doesn't. It's, You've but said I, that before. I know nothing, and I appreciate things. Yeah. And I wish I knew more about them. You could take a course now in your abundant spare time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, maybe every Friday or something we should get an art historian on the program, and that could be like your – that actually is not – by also, the way, that was not a bad idea I just had. Tell Think me. Think about it. Tell every me. Friday, yeah. 
every Friday in the mm. third hour of the program, we get an art historian on to give you a lecture. What would we, but what would we do for the audience? Oh my gosh, I'm That'd so excited for me. right what now. What would we do for the audience? I, and like there were ones at Harvard called like Spots and Dots. Like the, 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 those were the. Oh, come on. Rocks for jocks. Correct. I okay, had it. Geology it. 101. Okay. Rocks for jocks. Spots and, spots and dots was like the, <laughs> the, the contemporary, Jur- contemporary Jur- art. Journalism 122 was law right. of the press taught by a, a, a just really great legendary professor named Joe McFadden. It was called jokes. Journalism 122 jokes. Heroes for zeros. It was on all of the um, Greek mythology. Okay. Stop already. <laughs> Back to the poll question. Is it sound advice to tell graduates to follow their passion? So the two who wrote this essay that is posted at Smirconish.com begin this way. And this is what I'm going to ask Professor G about in a moment. And I'll tell you why I'm going to ask him. As American high school and college students graduate and embark on the next phases of their lives, one piece of advice they will undoubtedly receive is to follow their passions or some equivalent sentiment. It seems like fine guidance, however cliched. Do something that feels true to yourself rather than conform to expectations. But following your passions often turns out to be a bad idea. New research that we and our colleagues conducted found that when asked to identify their passions, women and men tend to cite stereotypically feminine and masculine interests and behavior. Women are more likely to say they want to make art or help people, for instance, while men are more likely to say they want to do science or play sports. They go on and they say you've got to be more dispassionate and not conform to societal expectations when deciding what you're going to do. I haven't paid close attention to the commencement addresses this year the way that I have in years past, but I'm sure out there people are saying, you know, pursue your passion. So I I have some quotes and we'll get some audio and do a full segment on this later because I know we always like to do that. But for instance, Bill Gates uh, to Northern Arizona University says, you're probably facing a lot of pressure right now to make the right decisions about your career. It might feel like those decisions are permanent. They're not. What you do tomorrow or for the next 10 years does not have to be what you do forever. Two times. Like that? Two, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Because I, I think you put a lot of pressure on yourself like, oh my God, I'm making a decision right now for the rest of my life. Yeah. No. Two time Super Bowl champion kicker Harrison Butker of the Kansas City Chiefs to Georgia Tech grads. I don't care if you have a successful career. In the end, no matter how much money you attain, none of it will matter if you are alone and devoid of purpose. I can offer one controversial antidote that I believe will have a lasting impact for generations to come. Get married and start a family. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I get it. Stability stability comes from families. And, you know, whatever that family might look like has evolved and changed. But yes, Don't go it alone. Oprah Winfrey to her alma mater, Tennessee State University. Everybody always thinks you've got to go do something big and grand. I'll tell you where you start. You start by being good to at least one other person every single day. Just start there. That's how you begin to change the world, by just being good to one other person. Hmm. So far, I'm not hearing follow your passion. Peyton Oswalt, 91, to his alma mater, William and Mary, you do not have to have you do not have a choice but to be anything but extraordinary. Those are the times we're living in right now. And it's been amazing. It's been truly amazing to see how your generation has rebelled against every bad habit of mine and every generation that came before me. Love it. And finally, Stevie Wonder performed for Fordham and offered this bit of advice. 
The youth are going to make a difference. I believe in you. That's why I sing, and that's why I'm motivated. Fordham has given you the tools to achieve, to excel, and to do great things in this world. But it's not going to happen by sitting on your hands. You've got to be activists. You have to vote. You have to serve your communities, and you must enlighten the unenlightened. All right. Let me let me get to Professor Scott Galloway again. Here's the reason why. The poll question today, and I'll explain to you how he enters this mix is it sound advice to tell graduates to follow their passion? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Is it sound advice to tell graduates to follow their passion? This was the focus of our dinner conversation last night. It's my wife and me and our three sons. And I say to them, there's this piece in the New York Times. It's going to be in the newsletter tomorrow. It's an academic and an undergrad who paired up wrote under the headline, the most common graduation advice tends to backfire. They take issue with the advice that you should follow your passion, that you should do something that feels true to yourself rather than conform to expectations. One of my sons, all of them are acolytes of Scott Galloway. Okay, all of them follow on social media the NYU professor the podcaster, his most recent book is called Adrift. It's excellent. So they're all like dialed into Scott. And one of them says, well, Dad, that's not what Professor G says. I'm like, all right, what does Professor G say? They say, well, Professor G says, find what you're good at and then grow to like it. I thought, wow, it's amazing, first of all, that they're quoting Galloway. I wonder if they got it right in terms of what Scott really thinks. But that makes more sense. That makes more sense than, you know, follow your passion. 
find what you're good at doing and then make yourself passionate about it. Let's find out if my son's accurately quoted Professor G, because here he is. Hey, Scott, thank you for allowing me to track you down on short notice. Uh, It's always good to be with you, Michael. Were the boys quoting you accurately? Uh, yeah, first off, it's just very rewarding when, when people's sons, I wish my sons had the same reverence to my work. Uh, I feel so, the same way about my sons. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, I've heard, you know, a lot of these commencement speeches at NYU, we invite two types of people to speak, very impressive, accomplished people and billionaires. And we've decided that billionaires have insight to life or into life. And they always say, follow your passion. And the guy telling you to follow your passion made his billions in iron ore smelting. <laughs> and what, what I would tell you or suggest is when people tell you to follow their passion, your passion, it means they're already rich. And most young people conflate passion with what they find entertaining. So when I was, when I was 22 or eight, you know, that age, I wanted to be an athlete, not really recognizing that sports had about a 99.5% unemployment rate. But what I found is we're using your 20s to workshop something and become, find out what you're good at and then investing the requisite thousands of hours and perseverance to become great at it. The accoutrements of being great at anything, camaraderie, economic security, uh, relevance, prestige, will make you passionate about whatever it is. So be a DJ on weekends, find out what you're good at and start to get prestige and money and relevance. If I'm good at it, am I going to grow to like it? Is that the point when I realize I really have a skill set for doing something in particular? A hundred percent, because I'm not suggesting drudgery. And generally speaking, being good at something and not liking it are mutually exclusive. It is very hard. You're going to find if you're a great tax lawyer. No eight-year-old says, I want to be a tax lawyer when I grow up. But if you find you have a feel for the law, if you find you have the discipline to get a credential and a law degree, if you find you're good with clients, if you find you can take complicated concepts and adapt them to written prose that complies with the law and get six, eight hundred, twelve hundred dollars an hour, such that you can ultimately fly private and have a broader selection set of mates than you deserve, you're going to find you grow a passion for the tax law. So being good at something means generally you don't hate it and getting great at anything. I mean, really great. You should aspire to be in the top 1% of something that people will pay you for. Create a certain level of prestige and a lifestyle that makes you passionate about whatever it is. Your job in your 20s is to find something you're good at. Be very wary of the passion fields because generally speaking, they're over-invested, which means that the returns go down. And it is very hard to find a way to make a living opening a restaurant or nightclubs or being a DJ. Those are very hard ways to make a living. Malcolm Gladwell comes to mind because I'm thinking of the whole 10,000 hour thing. If you're very good at it, chances are you've invested yourself in it. If you've invested yourself in it, presumably you like it, whatever it is, right? You wouldn't have invested the 10,000 hours if it sucked. I don't care if it's Beyonce or, you know, uh, Bill Gates. The one thing these folks have in common is they work exceptionally hard at their craft and they make an incredible commitment to going, you know, success is in the last 10%. And the difference between being good at something and truly exceptional 
is a level of commitment and grit and, quite frankly, sacrifice. Nothing's for free. And you may know somebody who has a great relationship with their parents, is good-looking, works out a lot, donates time at the ASPCA, and has a food blog. You should assume you are not that person. And if you truly aspire to be great, really great at something, and, and capture the economic accoutrements and relevance of greatness, then you have to have an adult conversation with yourself around the requisite trade-offs. There's no free lunch here. Greatness comes at a huge cost in terms of relationships and trade-offs. God, there's so much there to unpack. Thank you so much for igniting a conversation. And by the way, this is what people get at the Professor G podcast, Prof G podcast. Your most recent book is called Adrift. I really appreciate it, Scott. Thank you so much. Always good to be with you, Michael. Best to you and yours. Thank you. That's Scott Galloway. All right, let's have this conversation. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Regina, greetings to you in Pennsylvania. You heard Professor Scott Galloway. What are your thoughts on this? Um, when my son was in high school, it's funny because they, his buddies always called them Dr. Josh. And um, he just had a, a mind like that. So anyway, um, did he become like a doctor or a lawyer? No. After he graduated from high school, he became an EMT, um, a paramedic, um, a surge tech, and then finally he he just graduated from nursing school. Are you there? I'm here, listening with bated breath. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, 
it wasn't his passion, no, but it was something he was good at. Is he, He's kind of still learning to enjoy it. I mean, he just graduated. I think he enjoyed being a paramedic. Anything you talk to him, if you asked him a question about the medical field, he would talk to you for hours, and you'd be like, oh, shit, I wish I didn't ask him that question. <laughs> but the, the point I'm making is that, you know, he, he, I know he's going to grow into this. I know he's going to learn to love it. And I, I just think that that was the, I, I just wanted to say that. Well, another caller is about to ask, and I'm going to ask you, what's the goal? Like when we, when we speak of the goal, are we talking about happiness? Are we talking about financial stability, some combination thereof? Can you have one without well, the other? I'm going to tell you what personal experience. I said to my son, um, because he was a paramedic, it's a very worthy job, obviously. I said, if this is what you want to do <laughs> and you can live a simple life with this, because he had no no intentions of getting married, I said, go for it. You know, be, well, guess what? Two years ago, we missed a girl, enrolls in nursing school. Mm. So, yeah, financially, Tail. I think, is, is what I hear you. Regina, thank you. Good luck to him. Good luck to you. I appreciate it. Uh, Colby, you're the one I was thinking of in terms of what, what are we trying to do here? What's the objective, right? Right. I, I, I think we're just missing the aim of it. I mean, if the aim is greatness and success, then that's wonderful. But if the aim is happiness which leads, I think, ultimately to peace, then then that's perhaps what we should be pursuing. In other words, that's the go go with your passion because you need to have some peace of mind. Although I did hear Scott say, I'm not advocating drudgery. You know, I'm not advoca- advocating something that you hate doing, even if you're good at that's it. That's right. That's right. But, some, but sometimes that aim for happiness and peace leads ultimately to a more stable contentment rather than pursuing something you're merely good at and pursuing to, uh, you know, beat out all other players in order to be great. Right. Right. Yeah. I hear you. It's look, it's not a black and white thing. I think there are shades of gray in, in all of this and you make a good point. You, if you're miserable, but making a lot of money, then that doesn't seem to me to be a, a life well lived. Susan Atlanta, your thoughts are what? Michael, good morning. Good conversation. Hi. I appreciate you taking my call. So when my kids were little and I have girls, the, their passion was to go on vacation to the beach in the summer to Florida and see the dolphins and swim with the manatees. And then one of them would say, ah, when I grow up, I want to be a marine biologist. And I would <laughs> say, that's great. But there's only two marine biologist jobs in the whole country. There's one at SeaWorld in Orlando there's one at SeaWorld in San Diego, and there's 40,000 applicants. It's not going to happen. And I think the professor is, is correct in saying, find something you're good at because you'll excel. You'll be a standout. You'll be successful, and you'll be happier. But uh, I think sometimes passion does get in the way of really what we should be doing. Okay, what are, the, know, what are the girls now? What are the girls now pursuing? <laughs> well, one now works for a contractor for the Georgia DOT. And the youngest one who wanted to be the marine biologist is working for United Airlines in Denver, <laughs> Colorado. And she did start out as a biology major, and then she couldn't get through the, the math and the science became difficult. And so she might she had to switch her then she uh, with a minor in psychology, which probably helps her at the ticket counter. <laughs> so <the> <laughs> so um, I think you put your finger in terms of why 
are so few of the STEM majors the most popular? In other words, the highest paying are the STEM majors, and yet they're not the most popular. And I think it's because there's a weeding out process in those STEM majors. They're not for everybody. Absolutely. No, yeah. Chemistry, the math can be difficult and tough to get through. So I agree. It was no a doubt. good conversation, and I appreciate you taking no, my call. Thank you, for, thank you for saying that, Susan. I appreciate it. More phone calls on this in just a moment. Calling all international. And by the way, make sure you're voting. It is the poll question of the day. Yesterday, I never even got to the poll question. Today, I am. Is it sound advice to tell graduates to follow their passion? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. David, Old Tappan, New Jersey. Go ahead, sir. Thanks for the call. Hi, Michael. I just want to tell you that uh, I've been a pediatric ER physician for more than half my life and I'm uh, 62 years old. You have to go to work liking what you do every day. And if you just, uh, you know, find something that's going to be high paying and then, quote, grow to like it, it doesn't always happen. And you have to give back to your community also. If you're not happy doing what you do, every day is uh, is drudgery, no matter how much money you make. I could never do your job. I don't I don't have the uh, I don't have the intelligence to, to be a pediatric physician, but I just could never do it. I mean, in an ER context, my gosh, you must see the worst of the worst situations. Yes, but I also treat the most deserving of patients. Yeah, that's true, right? They 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 deserve. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's a good way of the graduation of my my oldest daughter for medical school, who will be the third generation of uh, Dr. Feingold. Good for you. That makes me very proud, also. Good for you. Well, I'm glad you're able to do that work for the rest of us who who never who never could do it. Cassie, greetings to you in Kansas. What are you thinking today? Hey, so I am an academic advisor at a university. Oh, Um, all right. So what I this is what I do. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a kind of a gray area for me as navigating students through um, what they want to be, because we have students who come in with immense parental pressure to be 
a nurse or to go to medical school or to even be a teacher, and it's just not their jam. It's not their strength. They can't pass chemistry, et cetera. So instead of losing them, because retention is important, um, of course, for me and my job, um, we have to find something that they're happy to do. Um, so give me the, give me the that. give me the short version of the approach. Are there a you know a battery of tests that you can administer for someone who really young person who does not know? Are there standard questions that you ask? How do you handle it? So when um, students come in to enroll, we ask them a question on a survey that they fill out, so they don't even t- tell me about it. And we say, if money was not an option, what would you do? Mm. Um, and sometimes we're tailoring to what that is. Like they want to be a nurse, they want to be an art therapist, they want to be a writer. And so we'll craft their classes around that. But other times they want to be a nurse, but they've taken chemistry four times and they can't pass it. So it's how else can you be a helper? What does that look like? Is it social work? Is it um, just working in a museum? Is it, you know, how do you um, become what you want to be without doing the things that you just aren't good at? And what if what if the objective is what do you want to do? I want to make money. So all I want to do is I want to make money. Yeah. So we'll look at those um, areas like you talked about. Like computer science is really up and coming. We're um, looking at a whole new data security system um, program here where I'm at. Um, medical school. We'll see if you're good at sciences and math. We really look at ACT scores, transcripts, um, things that show where you're already academically successful and kind of tailor it around what those students' strengths might be. So mm. it really falls one way or the other. Um, yeah. Each student is totally different. For, for you, this is the uh, the real world. Everything we're talking about in the abstract is what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Oh, 100%. When I heard today, I am extremely er- like introverted. This is the last thing anybody would believe that I did today. I was like, oh, <laughs> I have to call and give my perspective. <laughs> That's great. Emporia, Kansas. Everyone in Emporia, Kansas, reach out for Cassie and tell her she did just fine. Cassie, thank you. <laughs> Pre- appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Uh, Eric is in uh, Tennessee, Rock Island. Hi, Eric. Go ahead and make your contribution. Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me on. This sure. is... Uh, this is an area that I've, I've put a lot of thought into. Um, I have two quotes that I live by that I think would help anybody. One's by Helen Keller that says, the secret to happiness is fidelity to a worthy purpose. And the other one is Goethe, who said, the secret to success is constancy to a worthy purpose. And for me, they're, obviously there are identical quotes, and everybody wants to be happy and successful. The challenge is what's your worthy purpose and what you're good at. And a lot of your callers have said the same things, um, which is uh, do what you like. Um, I took it to the next level as a whitewater kayaker and dropped out of engineering school to be a whitewater kayaker. Now, how could that be a worthy purpose? Well, it's something I really enjoyed. And next thing I knew, I was on the U.S. kayak team, and then I was in the Olympics, and then I had the world's largest. I was able to create my own schedule, do my own thing never really have to go to work. And by doing what I really, 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 really like, um, you know, you get really good at it and you enjoy it. So so today, so so today you are a world champion kayaker with a business in Tennessee. I take it what giving others a taste of that experience? No, uh, manufacturing kayak. So, um, I created a company called Jackson Kayak. Um, now I have a new one called Apex Watercraft. But I'm I'm cool. on the U.S. team today. I'm 59 years old, so I've been 
a four-time world champion. My son is now the world's uh, world's best kayaker in the men's class, and my daughter Jeez. in the women's class. So I pass it on to the kids as well. I love this audience. By the way, I have a kayak. Did you know that, TC? Did you know that I have a kayak? I have a kayak, too. You have, have a kayak? Two kayaks. I have two oh, kayaks two. as well. Hey. I have two. One is for one person, one is for they're two. They're not world class, though. No. But they're very no, cool. No, Eric, Eric, <laughs> Eric, my kayaking experience... My kayaking experience is in a canal, literally not even in the river. Okay. I'm in the adjacent canal, and I just love to putter along. How cool is that? Well, you, you just went way up in my, um, in my esteem, both you and TC, for that. The, um, it's, it's, I can't think of any, any more enjoyable thing to do than get out on the water in your kayak. Yeah, amen. Do you, I'll, never, I'll, you never fish from your kayak, Michael? No, because uh, no, it, where I it's no, 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 no. It's 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 just not the type of fishing that I like to do. Oh, okay. I want I want everybody to know that what? we just learned among kayakers, whoa, 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 whoa. among kayakers, what do you mean, 20... not the kind of fishing you like to do. You know, I, I, you know, fishing I, out of a kayak is the most effective way to do it, right? No, no, I like standing in a stream and fly fishing. I like standing in a stream and fly fishing. Okay. Eric, wait a minute! Breaking news okay, hey, among kayak. You're not letting me tell my, my weak joke. Among kayakers, okay. 25 to 54, this is the number three radio program in the country. That is Whack. classic. Well, you got one right here. <laughs> and by the way, um, check out Apex Watercraft, and you can stand and fly fish, and you don't have to wait around anymore. You can cover more water and catch more fish. It'll be super fun. Okay. Oh. Thank you, my friend. I love <laughs> this audience. Appreciate your, your expertise. Dan, you wanted to say? No, no, that was it. I was just, I was, uh, I was loving his advice for you to to go fly fishing from a kayak. Yeah, no, it, I, 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 it's just not my thing. I'm, I'm for him. I love that. I, 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 I'd love to watch. I tell you, those those people who I've seen competitively kayaking, mm-hmm. it takes some guts. If you right? start kayaking though, and you're listening to yourself while you kayak, then you'll be in the number two show. That's all I'm saying. You think so? I guess I've never revealed that before. No, neither has TC. Revealed her uh, her kayaking are, are ownership. Secret, are we secretly kayaking? We're, sec- we're secret kayak society. Exactly. <laughs> Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.